In the watch enthusiast universe, the watch enthusiasts are represented by two separate yet equally unimportant human beings. KC, who has nothing, and John John, who knows nothing. This is their podcast. The KC and John John Show! Hello everybody, and welcome to yet another delayed episode, in this case... The 35th inaugural episode of Casey and... John John! Oh, that's right. Welcome back, guys. Apologies for the delay. Um, well, but also not really. Also not really. Um, if you have any complaints about that, direct it towards Marshall. Yeah. Uh, at Marshkai on Instagram. So um, There's a lot of been... potential complaints that will happen. Oh, yeah. That might happen uh, as a result of today's episode. Um, yeah. And yeah... Once again, you know, all complaints should be directed to Marshall, our legal mm-hmm. daddy, at <laughs> Marsh underscore Kai at, on Instagram. Yeah, and uh, I mean it's it's been a busy it's been a busy weekend. It's been a very days. busy week. So it's my fiance's birthday, and then we did this whole um, well, we call it Marisa thing, but it's it's sort of like um, where the where the families meet up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we also did stuff for the renovations, for the house, for the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, and we but... also found out a very, very important thing, which is that D-Nice oh. and I are basically the same person. Yes. So, so... so I'm I'm basically getting married to you vicariously through my same MBTI person. Yes. So, so those of you guys who don't know is the Maya Briggs personality types. Uh, let us know if, if you know if you've done the yeah. test before. Let us know what you are and take the test as well. For the yes. record, though, I am an INTJ, and I am an I well, I and D nice are <laughs> ISFPs. Yes. Um. So uh, basically, basically, Casey completes me. Us kind of completes us opposite opposite yeah, except yeah. for the I and E part. But yeah, but all, uh, all the other functions, yeah. It's to my eternal regret and, and a source of a, a huge amount of, of just, um, I don't know what the word is, like it, it, friction and, and tension. <laughs> uh, nearly called off the wedding when I found out, but, uh, you know, true love prevails. Yeah. Mm. True love for but, John John. <laughs> Matt, mate, you're, you're not helping, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so what we're going to do today is um, we've got a lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about so yeah like there was there was like this little thing that happened throughout the week um watches and wonders like yeah. some some brands most of them not very well known mm-hmm. um released a bunch of insignificant time machines for the wrists yeah. so yeah we're here to cover what we find interesting mm-hmm. yeah and some because people, like well, there's no way that we can get through every single one unless you want to listen to us for about three hours which... Or, or if it's one hour, it's literally just us listing out the releases. Yeah, yeah, just going like, and Brightling released a chronograph in three colors and a, yeah, and, and that just that for an hour. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're we're sort of condensing it down to the interesting ones. But interesting here is gonna be, it interesting just means interesting. It doesn't mean good. It doesn't mean bad. Yeah. It just means noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, there will be a bit of an omission, and I'm sure they'll notice. 
Uh, maybe not. But, like it's not a very well known brand either. Yeah, that's true. But but the omission is for a good reason. Uh, we will hopefully be having a very special guest on for that that uh, notable notably missing yeah. uh, entry. But yeah, and so I know I know it was mentioned that we would have a special guest on this week, mm-hmm. this episode. Yep. But um, you when do we to... ever keep our promises? <laughs> you just have to make do with the both of us now. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, and, and also you know we we are so good that we had technical issues. Yeah. So. And also, yeah. and also, if you have any gripes about that, just you know who to direct your complaints to. Yeah, but we're not going to repeat ourselves. No, you know what to do. Don't have to. <laughs> Shall we so, dive right um, in? Yeah, because this week, again, um, we have so much to cover. We're, we're sort of skipping all the usual weekly segments of the week. Yeah. With the exception of one. Yeah. Breaking news. Yes. And let's dive right in. Where do, where do we want to start off, John? Um, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. What, what do you think is... Shall we, shall we, you know what? Let's start off hard. Sure. Let's go. Let's dive straight into the Jezelokut reverso, which I actually have on my wrist now. Not the one that just really got released, <laughs> but like a reverso. Uh, you, you, you got me excited for a bit there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sure. Let's go straight. I, I don't, I don't uh, quite have 1.3 million euros just burning a hole in my pocket or my wrist you, now. You, you, you don't? No. The, the fuck? Then why are we friends? Mm, that's an USD. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I see the problem there. Yeah. But yes, uh, we're going to start off hard, as you mentioned. And, and yeah. this is, I think, the highlight of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, of the past week. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's a gorgeous watch. So, for those of you guys who don't know, this is the Gégé Le Coultre. Hybris Mechanica Reverso Quadritique. Yes. Quite and, a mouthful. Oh yeah. Uh not, not one that rolls off the tongue. But no. I mean coming from coming from a brand that, that is called uh you know alternatively Jeje Le Coultre. You mean Jaeger Le Coultre. JJ JJ Le Coultre. JJ Le Coultre. Jaeger Le Coultre. Yeah. Or, you know, ideally just JLC. Um yeah. I, I think the name fits. Yeah. It's it's very much on brand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh this watch, my god. Um it basically is, as the name suggests, a reverso. Uh I think it's the sixty-fifth anniversary or no wait, more than no, that. I no, ninety. 90th anniversary? Nineteen twenty one. This is this is tribute to Oh sorry, nineteen thirty one. Yeah, this is like this is a tribute to nineteen thirty one and right, just like, right. when the reverso came out. Jesus. Hence okay. 90, 90 years. Damn. Okay. Yeah. But um they they've squeezed in to a reverso case. Uh obviously a slightly different case from usual, but still. <laughs> incredibly slightly different. Incredibly slightly different. Uh but not that different though, if you really think about it. But yes, that is very true. They've squeezed eleven complications yeah. into this watch. Uh, it includes a flying to beyond. You've got just an I'm just gonna call it an array of calendars. Yeah. Um so perpetual calendar. Yeah. Um you've got that that is the phase. array of calendars. That's the so perpetual calendar. Moon you've got phase. the northern moon phase. Uh-huh. You've got the southern moon phase. Yeah. Um you also have uh I don't know what it's called. Um, you have um, there's a complication that tracks the 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 moon's orbit around 
the earth. Yeah. Um, so in, whether in it's three different ways. or what's the other word? Fuck. Um, a perigee. Oh God. Apogee yeah. or perigee. Um, yeah. Tracks like the moon's position in relation to the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has it got? What else has it got? Oh, it's also got a minute repeater. You yeah. know, casually. Casually, just, you know, <laughs> it's, it's got a minute repeater. Yeah. And also, I think interestingly, it's got a minute repeater that has no lag. Mm. So, um, apparently, of course, this is something I didn't know before, but yeah. um, with minute repeaters, you have... It chimes out the hours, the quarters, and then the minutes, right? Yeah. Uh, but for example, if you're at a time like let's say eleven oh five, yeah, you have uh, no quarters, so there's a there's like a gap between the hours mm-hmm. and the minutes because it has to run through the zero quarters cycle of the mm-hmm. mechanism. Apparently, somehow I don't know how, GLC has found a way to remove that lag entirely. So it goes from hour to minutes directly without any gap in between mm-hmm. if there are no quarters, which is, I mean, firstly, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. But now that I we do don't know, have you know, we don't have minute repeaters yet. Unfortunately, yet. Yet. But yeah, apparently it can do this. So, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Um, and as you were mentioning about the whole moon thing, so it represents the moon position or moon phase in three different ways a synodic Mm -hmm. cycle a draconic cycle and an animalistic and an in animal animal (laughs) anomalistic yeah (laughs) i think anomaly is the way to go it's not animalistic it's anomalistic yeah uh and it's interesting i think this is the first time i've seen this it shows a north moon phase on one side and mm-hmm. a south moon phase on one side mm-hmm. so no matter which side of the hemisphere you're on yeah. you the, your moon is accurately represented yeah you just have to take off your entire watch to look at the south but no one cares about the south anyway yeah, yeah. pretty much there's not yeah. there's very insignificant countries in the southern in the hemisphere south. yeah every, um, only the north matters yeah um and and interestingly also um the moon phase is accurate to one day every 1,111 years. Yeah. Which basically means you never have to kind of set it. Um, yeah. And all this is squeezed into a case that measures 15 millimeters thick. Yeah. Which is a number which you should remember. Which is the most... <laughs> I like... This is... It is genuinely mind-blowing. Because mm-hmm. there are... Um, as we'll get into a bit later, mm-hmm. um, there are watches, p- maybe with a couple of complications, yeah. that are already fifteen millimeters thick. Sometimes even and, a sometimes even a time only watch could be fifteen millimeters thick. A, a couple of complications, but not as not nearly as many as this. No, um, I think it's also something like six hundred. I want to say six hundred parts. Oh, I, um, I don't remember. If I remember correctly, like I'm not gonna get the exact figure. Mm-hmm. Um, there are at least six hundred parts, parts in this um, movement. Four hundred of which are in the main watch itself. Right, right. And two hundred are in the uh, the case. Right, the flip, the flipping part. Yes, I mean the part that you flip the watch on. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, somehow, like, the watch, it could, both parts are connected somehow. Yeah. Like, there's some gearing system in place that allows both of them to remain connected to each other, which is yes. insane. Um, and, yeah, I, th- I think, like, at midnight, there's, like, a little piece that comes out to, like, set then the, move, oh, the right. movements on the case of the watch. Right, okay. Which is... <laughs> you know, I, I think something Inch. that we need to ask, yeah. what happens if you have the, the watch popped out at midnight? Yeah. Then you'd, right? have, you'd have to like <laughs> take it back to JLC themselves to like, <laughs> hey, um, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was midnight. I was just flipping it. But yeah, that, that that sounds like something we should get someone from GLC on yeah. and ask them about. Yeah. And, um, okay. And also, uh, we we've we've actually forgot to mention a movement. Uh, sorry, a complication on this watch, and that is the tourbillon. Well, strictly speaking, that's not a complication. But yeah, it also yes. has a flying it tourbillon. Also, yeah. Because because eh. why not? Yeah. Yeah, and one one very cool thing that I learned was. Um, you know all these watches, like you know, when when you've got so many calendars, so many astronomical displays, and everything, it's mm-hmm. it's very hard to, um, set, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna set the individual days and and moon phases, my yeah. God, um, I don't know how long it's gonna take, but apparently it's it's very interesting because when you buy this watch, the case that you get, you can put the watch in the case, and there's like sort of a mechanism, yeah, where you can set like how many days have you not worn it for. Okay. And the case helps you set all the calendars. <sighs> my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> is, uh, yeah, that, that's too much, man. Like, I can't... My, my, my brain cannot handle such complications. I know, right? I mean, my God. Like, I mean, there are some perpetual calendars where you have... If, if, you, if you fuck it up, you basically have to bring it back to a service center for yeah. them to reset everything for you, right? But yeah. no, with JLC, just like, nah. We, we put the service center in the case. Yeah. So you just just pop it in the box and you're done. Uh, and so yeah, as we've mentioned before, one point three five million euros. Yeah. And available in ten pieces only. Yeah. So, um, we're we're probably never gonna get one. Um, probably never even gonna see one. Yeah. It's nice to talk about. Nice to dream about. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let let's come down a little bit from that, shall we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so let's let's go to another very interesting watch, um, which is also fifteen millimeters thick, <laughs> and that is the Breitling Detora Revival. Mm-hmm. I, okay, firstly, it is a great looking watch. It's a very good looking watch. It's a very classic vintage style, yeah. Watch, um, triple it's, calendar. It's, you said, yeah, triple yeah, calendar. I, I think chronograph. Mm-hmm. Moon phase, um, yeah. Moon phase, man of wind. Mm-hmm. Also, fifteen, 15 millimeters, thick. Yeah. <laughs> and and forty two millimeters wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a great looking watch. It's a great looking watch. For, yeah, uh, I think it comes in two colors, right? Like a a, a salmon color. I want to say. Hmm. I was gonna say I was gonna say beige, but maybe maybe that's just like my my screen filter or something. Um, could be. I, I yeah. don't know. It, it looks kind of salmon to me. Okay. Uh, and the other one's sort of like a white, yeah. cream white sort of color. Off white. Um, yeah. Yeah. And 
uh, very interestingly, uh, the ones with the beige or salmon dal come <clears> with um, a bit of like it's it's like white loom yeah. on the hands, but the white dal comes with a uh, fortina. Does it? Or at least at least it looks like fortina to me. Hmm. Yeah, so a, a bit of an interesting detail, I guess, to provide a bit of contrast as well. Yeah, I suppose. Um, the white, the white doll also seems to be in a red gold case. I don't know if this is going to be, um, like consistent throughout the whole thing, or if you, if you can get the white dial or either dials on depending on the case, or if it's yeah. just set this way where the stainless steel comes with that salmon dial. Mm-hmm. Um. But I guess if you had the salmon dial on a red gold case, it's gonna look a bit weird. Yeah, it's just it's too much. Gonna, like all blend in together. Yeah, it'd be like yeah. your face after drinking alcohol. My face right now, pretty much. Your face now, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. the filter does not help. <laughs> oh, oh, it does not. No. I'm sure it does not. Uh, but yeah, so so it's it's you know, it's a good looking watch. Um, but I think our biggest complaint with this is the the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, like it, it really looks like a solid block of, um, metal. Yeah, like okay, fifteen uh, millimeters is one thing. Like you, you can kind of make that work, mm-hmm. I think. But, um, we're looking at pictures of the, the the case, from the side. Yeah. Um, without the pushers. Yeah. And so the the opposite side. Um, <clears throat> that that is not a good looking mid case. No, there's there's like nothing to break up the elements to make it look much thinner. Plus the uh, the dome sapphire. I assume it's I assume it's sapphire. Mm-hmm. Um, that really doesn't help either. Yeah, <clears throat> they they've added this sort of like stripes. I want to say like this little yeah engraved polished stripe on the side. Yeah, um, three of them actually, but ah, uh, I. I I think they were hoping it breaks it up, but it does not. No. If anything, it kind of accentuates it. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, great looking watch from the front. Um, interesting movement. Um, mm-hmm. But the case is, yeah, just a little bit too thick. And, and talking about movement, they're, they're also, it's sort of an outsourced movement mm-hmm. um, from this brand called Concepto. Uh, they sort of apparently make uh, like movements to order. So like they worked with Brightling and Brightling sort of gave them like a list of guidelines, like what do we want in this movement? And mm-hmm. they did this basically. So yeah, um, technically not an in-house movement, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but made to specification, made yeah. to their specifications. Yep. Yeah. So where do we want to go next, John? Um... How about from one brand starting with B to another that starts with B? Uh-huh. Bulgari. Ooh. So um, which one? So how about the Octofinissimo Tadao Ando first? Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, Tadao Ando is probably my favorite architect, or at least one of my most favorite architects. Um, Interesting. But. Having seen the previous limited edition he did with uh, Bulgari, mm-hmm. not an not impressive. I was not impressed. Um, <sighs> the latest limited edition comes in comes with a blue dial. Mm-hmm. 
Because um, of course, <clears throat> of course, uh, the case is matte black this time instead of the yep. the usual uh, titanium, titan- like the gray titanium. titanium. Yeah. Um, and in this one, in comparison to the previous limited edition, this has like a crescent moon mm-hmm. at around the five thirty mark. Right. Um, so, okay. So for those of us who don't know, uh, who is who is he and what is his significance in the world of architecture? I mean, for those who don't know, obviously I know, but um, uh-huh. you know to tell because because I've, I've I've mentioned this enough times to you. So. No, I, I knew it before you mentioned it to me. Oh, I, I know yeah. stuff. Okay, cool. Anyway, so t- like I would say, Tadao Ando's known for his use of concrete. Um, okay. Also, his interplay with light and shadows right. and um, transitions between spaces. So he's like a Japanese Japanese architect from uh, like recently or has he been around for a while? He's been around for a while. Okay. Yeah. Don't ask me for how long. I'm not... I should be more in depth with this. <laughs> yeah, but like... uh, are there any buildings that he's known for? Like any any landmarks or anything like that that uh, you're aware Church of? of? Church of Light in Osaka. Right. Okay. Um, the Teshima Island is sorry. Is it Teshima? Fuck. I've actually been. I've actually been to this place. Right. Okay. Inosh- Inoshima. Inoshima. Right. Yes. Um, the oh fuck. Oh, you know what? I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't think of the name at the moment. But right. definitely, but he... definitely worth a visit. It's an okay. art. It's an art museum. In these right. islands in the Seto Sea of Japan. Okay. Uh, so, so like Bulgari, I guess, decided to do a bunch of collabs with him. And yes. the first one was like three years ago, I want to say. Yeah. About there. Yeah, around And there. that was... Actually, like, no, two. Two years ago. Two years. Okay. So that was like a matte gray uh, titanium, as mm-hmm. we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Also a gray dial with sort of yeah. concentric circles. Yeah, uh, uh, which I found to, found to my dismay that it's a uh, it's like these applied shapes and not engraved, not actually engraved. Yeah, and, and interestingly, it's it's like um, the the center of these circles, these concentric circles, is centered on the small seconds, right? Which is off yeah. to like seven o'clock or something. Yes. So like that's where the concentric circles start, and that yeah. was the first one that was released. Um, I haven't seen one in person. But I like I like the way it looked. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Oh yeah, but... absolutely. I felt the same way until I saw it in real life. And then it was underwhelmed. And then I, was, mm-hmm. I was incredibly underwhelmed. So um, the opposite of Seiko then. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Uh, uh, the new one is, as we already said, blue dial. Also the same kind of design, mm-hmm. um, but they've added a slim crescent moon. Uh, well, they say five o'clock. It looks like five thirty to me, but anyway, right. Um, um, so it's pretty much an iteration on the old one. Then. Yeah. So it's it's called a in Japanese. It's Mikazuki, right. and it's a Does that symbol. Mean moon? I don't know. I guess so because Suki Suki would be Suki means moon. moon. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess right. slim crescent is like Mika. Sure. But and um, it symbolizes... so it's a symbol of rebirth and the passing nature of time fascinating yeah but yeah um are you a fan no i'm a, i'm also not into like black watches right right um 
yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I kind of preferred the simplicity of the first one. Yeah. And I think you also mentioned, you know, since like he's known for his work with concrete. Yes. Uh, the first one is much more reminiscent of concrete. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Compared yeah. to this one, which is, you know, sort of hopping on the gravy train with the blue dial. Though we'll get into that a bit later as yeah. well. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But there's also another Octofinissimo out. Mm-hmm. This time with a perpetual calendar. Um, and not just any regular perpetual calendar. It is the world's thinnest perpetual calendar. Because, of course, it is. Like, Yeah. I mean, for a watch known for its thinness, uh, to become thinner, to be yeah, you it's, know it's it's fascinating. So so the, like okay, so the the previous one is the Onma Pige, um, mm-hmm. Royal Royal Oak, Oak. Yeah. Perpetual Calendar. Yep, that still holds the title of world's thinnest perpetual calendar with a full rotor. Okay. So, this is a micro rotor, as in right. all um, octofinissimo movements. Right. But I, th- I think it, it beats it by about like 0.23 millimeters. Right. We're, um, we're talking like a hair's width right now. Yeah. So this entire um, watch mm-hmm. is... Only 5.8 millimeters thick. Looking at you, Brightling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like one interesting thing, like a bit of a, a bit of a um, tangent, but yeah, one very interesting thing was the whole um, thinness wars mm-hmm. that were going on for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And I think for a very long time, it was between JLC yeah. and one other brand that I can't remember. Oh, God. I can't remember who it was right now, uh, but it was like, I I remember the the JLC like squelet, which was I something like three point two five millimeters mm-hmm. thick, um, and they were zero point zero five millimeters thinner than the other one, mm-hmm. which I can't remember what it was right now, and then after that came the Piaget Altiplano. Yeah. So, like, for years, GLC and this other company that I can't remember right now were, like, competing. And it was, like, literally, like, every year, like, they would shave one millimeter, two millimeters, 0.5 millimeters. And then suddenly this, like, Piaget comes in. And now we have Piaget with the Octoplano. Yeah, and just, like, oh, this one's, like, under two millimeters. Yeah. We just, like, halved your previous tennis watch. And then now it's, like, hey, our our entire watch is, like, two millimeters. (laughs) Yeah. And GLC is kind of just like, okay, you guys win. Uh, we'll, yeah. just, we'll, just we'll just make... We'll just make really complicated shit. Yeah. Um, so those are generally time-only movements, but this, obviously with the perpetual calendar, mm-hmm. is only 2.75 millimeters thick, and the whole watch mm-hmm. itself is 5.8. Um, which is ridiculous. Which is absurd. Yeah. Uh, I, man. Watchmaking is... You know, people say that watchmaking um, doesn't change too much. Yeah, but it it does. Yeah, in in certain ways. I mean, as far as mainstream watches are concerned, I guess maybe not too much. Like the latest things we've seen are like things like longer power reserve and all that. But mm-hmm. there are still brands doing crazy shit mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, and yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I'm. I guess that's that's also another 
pretty interesting watch that has come out mm-hmm. in yeah. this uh, session of Watches and Wonders. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, it is. Uh, right. Where do you want to go next? Shall we... Where shall we go next? Let's see. Uh, let's talk about, since we, we t- just spoke about uh, Bulgari, let's yes. go to another fashion brand, as it were. <laughs> and let us talk about the Cartier. Cartier. So Cartier released a couple of pretty interesting watches this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan because of obvious reasons. <laughs> Uh, what what obvious reasons, Casey? A certain mineral based time telling mechanism. Are you talking reason. about? Quartz. Yes. Unfortunately, I am. Fuck! I need another sip of my drink. So while you're having a drink, Cartier basically released a couple of new tanks. Yeah. Um, in the. Must de Cartier or Must de Cartier, whatever yeah. it's called, line, yeah. uh, which apparently is a revival of um, their Cartiers from, I can't remember, was it the 80s? The 80s, yes. Yeah, where, uh, you know, in view of the Quartz Crisis and all that, they released mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, Cartier tanks in Quartz versions yeah. to make it more affordable for people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so basically they released uh, two series. Uh, the first, I think, is just the basic uh, Masticatier, which yeah. comes in... It comes in bunch. RGB. Yeah, three yeah. different... So you have, the, a, you have a burgundy a burgundy one, a burgundy red. Which is what the B in RGB stands for. Good luck with RNG now. Oh my god. <laughs> then you have a navy blue one. Right. And you have a... I want to say emerald green. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Uh it, it's a plain dial, no print. Yeah. Except for the Cartier. Yeah. Word the word Cartier in two hands. Yep. And that's it. That's it. In the classic tank case with the classic crown and cabochon. Yep. Um yeah. Uh honestly I like it. I like it a lot. They're 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 cute watches. Like I Yeah. I don't I don't hate anything about it except for the core. <laughs> movement um but yeah like it's it's cool it's cool yeah um Um, the next the next step though is and this is the one i really like is a solar powered um (laughs) it's a so basically basically what Cartier did was um adopt seiko's technology Mm -hmm. (laughs) into their watches right because yeah, like Seiko, Seiko had the the um the tank that was also solar powered, uh-huh. um, and now they're like, oh, we must we must copy the Japanese and put a solar powered into our tank. So he- here's what I think happened, right? Like, uh, Katia obviously came out with the tank first, obviously, obviously, and then Seiko was like, oh, that's a cool design. We're gonna take that, and then we're gonna make it solar powered. Yeah. And then Cartier was like, oh, they have made it solar powered, so shall we. You steal our design, we steal yeah. your technology. In, well, many years after Seiko put many that years. out. <laughs> many years after. Yeah. But, uh, hey, man, I think it's could look, I think it's a cool watch. I think it's, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's a classic tank. Yeah. You've got the print, the 12 Roman numerals around it. Yeah. Um, your classic, like, Cartier hidden in the seven. Uh, 
two hands, the cabochon as usual. Yeah. Um, so all this, but solar powered. Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Um, I, I've always been more partial to the Reverso than the Tang, mm-hmm. as far as these um, rectangular watches are concerned. Mm-hmm. But man, that's cool. Like I would say the only the only thing that um, I dislike about at least modern um, and recent Cartiers is that the print mm-hmm. the print is something I can get in like a night market. Yeah, and uh, so the the thing about print on dials, right? Mm-hmm. You you really have a very stark difference between like uh you you can really see the difference between a poorly printed dial. Yeah. And a very well printed one. Yeah, it's a very obvious difference. And um, my GLC, uh, the the master control, mm-hmm. um, is one of those dials that's fully printed. There's no applied yeah. markers, right? But yeah. you can sort of see that there's a depth to the print. Yeah, like the the way they've printed it, it's almost rounded. Like you can see, like there's a depth to that print. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of Cartiers, it's just flat. Yeah, which kind of makes it look a little bit meh. It looks very meh. It looks it, yeah. it honestly cheapens that whole design, but I think I think that's a topic for another day. Yeah, that is. Because it's a great design. Like the layout of the dial, yeah. everything, it's a classic for a reason. A, yeah, but, yeah. But the execution leaves a little bit of something to be desired, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but yes, a, a, a watch that's very cool. And one that's making me look at a Cartier tank. Uh, which they've decided to call the Solar Beat. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, Eco Drive and just Solar was taken. Yeah. So they couldn't. It's kind of, it's kind of like that. Omega and the Black Black. You know, like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. What do we call this entirely black watch that we have produced in different iterations before? And all those <laughs> names have been taken up. Well, at least that was in house. Um, these guys were stuck with, you know, yeah. something that no one else has done before. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, so yeah. What's next, John? Along the along the lines of uh, very colorful, colorful dials, um, mm-hmm. there are these new Auris divers. So the, di- oh, yeah. the diver sixty five. The the cases uh-huh. are in a bronze mm-hmm. of sorts. Um, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's bronze. But the dials are like this very very cute pastel like pastel blue a mint. Green, green and like yeah. this also very pastel pink mm-hmm. i think like it's i mean they're not they're not ones that i would get because i i, I personally just prefer stuff on like stainless steel or um you know titanium titanium or you know white gold <laughs> well if you or, have or silver you know we'll get we might get into that later foreshadowing but um I th- these are so cute. These are really, really it cute. Is. Um, uh, it's it's a very daring move. By yeah. Uh, 38 I mean, the, the... mm case. Mm-hmm. Um, as you would be familiar with the existing um, yeah. Diver 65s. It, it's basically the exact same as the existing yeah. Oris, uh 65 Divers, except yeah. with new colors. Yeah, and it's like, it's like a fun... It's a fun version of, of also a very cool existing watch yeah because i mean the r65 has always sort of been like this um reissue i guess 
of their vintage watches and they've got all the classic design cues mm -hmm. and it's in a very retro sort of size i think some, uh, some of them already have some bronze in it as well yeah right yeah, like the two-tone stuff is bronze and stainless steel mm -hmm. um right. and this is just entirely in bronze so that, i think yeah. that's cool and and one cool thing about it though is um you know the fact that they they took what was a very serious reissue right? yeah and just made it super playful yeah just by adding a bunch of color and <clears throat> honestly i i don't think anyone saw this coming no no absolutely yeah. not um because they've done a blue doll yeah i think they've done a green doll they've already, sure. they've already done like the bronze and blue doll stuff with the calbrashir uh, range yeah. but uh, this sort of this sort of color like no yeah they, no and like it's a I, I would say, I would say in the, even in the watch industry, like not many, not many, not many people would put out. Well, yeah, not people, but brands would would pump out these kind of colors. But we can get yeah. into that maybe a bit later or so. Because um, this is a move I would expect from Nomos. Yes, and we will get into Nomos in a bit. Right now, right now, minus well, yeah. actually, before just before we get into Nomos, right? I want to point out that this is. You know how we're very used to like the the ten the the watch hands at ten ten yep. or um ten to two. Yep. In these press photos, the the hands are at seven fifty three. Yeah, just it, which is very chill. It's yeah. Um, I think I think we've seen. Too much of like the the hands at your standard mm -hmm. ten ten or ten to two. I think mm -hmm. this is this is also a, a fun kind of move from Oris when you're you know, showcasing these very fun watches. watches. Yeah, I, I think it's sort of meant to like convey a sense of spontaneity. Yeah, but obviously this was very much pre-planned. Of, of course, about, I'm yeah. sure. And uh, like, I mean, ten ten to two. 10 to 2, 10, 10 is kind of boring. So yeah, it's about time 10, 10 kind of ruined yeah, it for boring. everyone. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. they're, they are also incredibly boring. Mm -hmm. um, the both right. of them. Nomos. So, Nomos. What have they done this year, John? Um, there is a new Tangente out. Yep. There is, um, fuck, I think it was a club. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Nomos, Nomos club. club. Nomos clubs that are available in a gray dial and an orange dial. In, in sort of um, pastel colors as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, um, but actually, actually, what I, what I want to talk about is the <laughs> new Metro Neomatic. Oh, so, I have not seen that, I don't think. So it now has the in-house uh, 6101 movement, which um, we saw back in the Tangente. Right. Um, I think that was... That was about two or three years ago as well. Okay. Um, so, same design as the, or similar design as the current Metro, but mm -hmm. now with the the date, the date ring around the the edge right. of the dial, the pointer date sort of thing. No, 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 no not a pointer date. It's like it's, it's like a, it's got these it's got two, two indicators. Yeah, right? the two and like, it like dashes rings. It yeah. rings the date that it is. Yeah. It's basically like a pointer date mechanism, except it's under the dial. Sort yeah, of. yeah, pretty much. Which is pretty cool as well. Yeah. 
Um, not something that you see very often either. The Metro, as we know, or well, might know, is was designed by Mark Brown, mm-hmm. an industrial designer. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it still sticks to the the very Bauhaus kind of look that, yeah. that Nomos is popular for. Mm-hmm. But injects, a, I would say, a bit of fun into, yeah. into a very sterile, serious, serious mm-hmm. design, I would say. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean... I think the word and the, the whole concept of Bauhaus has sort of been overused for a while now. Yeah. And um, it, I don't want to say, I don't want to be too harsh about it, but in a way, it, it's sort of become like um, almost a synonym for minimalistic. Yeah. Like if you have a minimalistic dial, mm-hmm. there's a very high chance that someone's going to come around and say like, oh, that's very Bauhaus inspired. Mm-hmm. Even if it's really not. Yeah. Because I think Bauhaus is... I mean, you should know better than me, but Bauhaus design, like, there is, like, a sort of set of guidelines. There, principles. Yeah, there are rules and principles, yeah. Yeah, behind those designs. But people are just sort of like, oh, that's a very Bauhaus design. Yeah. Even though it's not. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it's it's fun to see them release this sort of, like, a bit of... Inject a bit of fun, as yeah. you mentioned, into yeah. otherwise very sterile-looking watches. Yeah. So cool. Um, I did not know about the new, new neomatic. So that's pretty cool. And uh, uh, while we're, we're in while we're in Glashuta, mm-hmm. Alang and Zona has a couple of new stuff out. Yes, they um, do. the the Alang and Zona triple split pink gold blue dial. Oh my god. Like that, I could, I can yeah. only get so erect. <laughs> yeah, like before you have to go see a doctor Jesus about it. Christ! Yeah, well, I can see you. Yeah, and they'll they'll take care of it right quick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. No worries, man. That ex- I, that I'm ex- a walking cure for priapism. For those of you who don't know, a priapism is an erection that lasts for longer than four hours, if I remember right, um, without reason. So, yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, triple split chronograph, blue dial, yep. gold. Normally, I'm yep. not, like I've already mentioned, I'm not into like colored cases. Mm-hmm. But fuck me, this is so beautiful. <sighs> Lango will do that to you. They, um, it's they, also 15.6 mm thick, so looking at you brightly. <laughs> <laughs> and Georges Kern, if you have an issue with that, just, you know, you know where to go. Marshall, yeah. Marshall, yep. So, yeah, uh, uh, my God. Um, I think they've done the triple split before, right? Yes. Like, this is an existing movement. Yeah. But just a new iteration on it, and again, just gorgeous mm-hmm. um, but the other one I want to mention though since we're on the topic of Langa and we're in Glashuta yeah is the new Langa ones yeah in uh, they're, they're not calling it an adventure in Dal I can't remember what they call it but um, they've they've come up with a different name for it yeah but that um, is that is just a Dal I adore uh, that sort of like night sky, starry sky sort of dial. It's yeah. just something I absolutely. It's fucking gorgeous. Love. This is this is so pretty. 
as well. It is. And having seen, uh, uh, we've talked about the Langa Saxonia before. Yeah. Um, with the Adventuring Dial. Still still one of the watches that I hope to get one day. Because, yeah. my God, that is a gorgeous watch. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I okay. think I think this is also a slightly smaller than their regular Langa ones, right? I'm not sure. Are they? Um, I mean, I assume they, they're, they're calling it a little longer for a reason. So I think it's slightly smaller than the the regular longer ones. And I think they also had one with a bejeweled bezel. Yes. Is it safe to presume that this one's for the ladies? <laughs> well, sizing-wise, you would also say yes. Like, both of these are for the ladies. All the ladies in the world. Ladies. But yeah, um... It's thirty. It's thirty. It's 36.8 mm. Oh, so like that is a wonderful size. Yeah, for a longer one. Yeah, damn. Because I mean, there's so much like, uh, what's the word for it? Like, there's so much space, right? In in a longer dial, mm-hmm. like neutral space because of no, this. but but like they're all set up in terms of the golden ratio. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's asymmetrical, but it does the proportions and. And layout is there yeah, to but satisfy what I, us. What, I, what I'm getting at is like neutral space sort of makes yeah. a dial feel bigger than it is. Yeah. So I think having it come at like just under 37 millimeters yeah. is a great size. I would say they're both fantastic anyway. I, I, I just depends 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 what fits your wrist and how you like the sizing of your watches, but but the dial is Fucking phenomenal. Holy shit. Yeah, it really is. <sighs> okay. So moving on from our erections <laughs> to and continuing on with our erections. Yeah. Uh, since we're talking about a brand that is trying to enter the Holy Trinity. Let's mm-hmm. talk about a brand that's already in the Holy Trinity. And that's the new Vacheron Constantin Overseas Perpetual Calendar Ultra Thin. Yeah. With a skeleton dial. Yeah. Oh man! Oh, the scanner. The okay. So the the blue dial, eh, like, eh. like we we've seen that before, I yeah. think. But the Been skeleton, but the, oh, but the skeleton dial. I oh my god! Like, I know it's I know it's it's very busy looking. It's and cluttered. Like, and like, you want a perpetual calendar so you can read the date and the mm-hmm. year and and whatnot, which. Yep. Like on a skeleton dial is not particularly legible. If you no, look at if you look not at, even a little. if you look at the on mape piguet ones with the skeleton dials, like mm-hmm. it's also the same kind of issue. But oh my god, yeah. it's so it's executed so 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 beautifully. So here's the thing. Oh, right? I, I'm, I'm glad I'm looking, looking at you. At... Otherwise, I, I, my 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 erection would be so painful. <laughs> you can, you can look at me when it starts to hurt. So, ah. <laughs> uh, Looking at the dial, right? I'm I'm looking at the dial, a blown up picture of the dial on a thirty inch monitor, yeah. and I can still barely tell what the date is. <laughs> like that's how bad it is. Yeah. But like even the time is not easy to tell because the hands are also in like the like a, a silver silver colored like yeah. I presume it's white gold or something, but. It's in that sort of tone that sort of matches the background of the movement, but yeah. 
if I had this watch, I wouldn't care that I couldn't tell the time because it just looks so fucking good. Yeah. This would be, you know, um, as we've mentioned before, uh, a couple of people in Team Matic, I'm not going to mention names, um, <laughs> wear watches without setting the time. Uh, if I had this watch, I would be predisposed to doing the same, I think. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't be, you wouldn't be able to tell whether you're setting the right time or not, right? Exactly. Like, what's the date? What's the time? I don't know. I just have Vacheron on the wrist. Yeah, flex. Yeah, it's it's Vacheron day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that is a gorgeous looking dial. Uh, the blue, obviously, much more legible, actually useful. Yeah. But frankly speaking, when you're talking about these sort of watches, um, who cares about use, man? Yeah. All that really matters is the look, and my God, it's a good-looking watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, moving on from Vacheron. Ah, uh, shall we go to other precious metal watches? Sure. Let's Why talk not? about Tudor. Ah. So they've got they've got a couple of new releases. Uh, but yeah. there's two. Like you have, you have the there's a Black Bay Chronograph, which mm-hmm. I think looks better than the previous it uh, does and it's a little it. bit thinner so as panda, well panda and reverse panda also in-house yep. movement mm-hmm. um there is the yep. golden green. silver doll there's a golden green one um no, no, let, let's talk about the silver doll um, um black bay 36 as well yeah basically another iteration on the on the black bay oh, 36 yeah, yeah. line uh it looks pretty good though yeah. i like it yeah i like it uh um, still not as good as the dress kicks though <clears throat> <clears throat> and then there's the green let's and talk gold. about let's talk about this green and gold uh it's the first black bay i think coming in the precious metal case yeah yeah so it's like an 18k gold case yeah with a a forest green i want to say yeah um bezel and dial mm-hmm. what do you think of this watch john um once again, I'm not particularly into uh, gold. gold case. Yep. And but, um, it's it's all right. Honestly, like, uh, do you remember the Harrods edition from a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah. With the green bezel, I think, right? Yes. That, that sort of a muted green on a steel case, I think, was more attractive. Yeah. To me, at least. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I... I th- was supposed to have my name down on one, but like I obviously have don't have any chance to go over to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm fine that didn't happen. It's fine. I have no no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Understood. So this, so I guess the erection's gone. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of feel this. So this is kind of like an a tutor iteration of uh, what. Rolex did for their sub. Um, I don't know which anniversary it was, but like they had that green and gold. Yeah. Um, edition. Cause, cause green and gold is classically a Rolex color. It's a very so, Rolex color. Yeah. So, so Tudor coming up with that is interesting to say the least. Yeah. And. Uh, one very interesting thing, though, like um, the new Black Bays, uh, they come with a display case. Yeah, it's a sapphire display case on a not particularly interesting movement. Honestly, on a pretty shitty looking movement, if I'm <laughs> going to be frank. 
I mean, like, yeah, you, you get display case backs on, on Seiko's and you're just like, why? This I makes mean, me feel the same way. Like, but like, at least, at least with Seiko, you know, it, it kind of, because it's kind of like an entry level brand, depending on like which series you're getting. So like your Dress mm-hmm. KX, for example, mm-hmm. your Dress KX, for example, like it's got a display yes. case back. You know, it does. For some people, that could be their first mechanical watch. So yes, to see like a, to see things moving inside of it, it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. But like, if you are getting this a gold tutor, yeah, a gold tutor, that's definitely not your first mechanical watch. Uh huh. Um, and that's not <clears throat> what you want to see. And like, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's not an interesting looking movement at all. Uh, like, it's not just. Just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. right? Like one thing that would make the movement so much more interesting was if they would like. Okay, so for those of you guys who don't know, basically, like the Tudor movement is a pretty basic looking movement. It's just like, con- um, sun like the, the most sunburst brushed. Yeah, basic level finishing. Yeah, like brush on the on the rotor mm-hmm. and then like blasted on the plates. Yeah, I think, and that's it. Um, one thing they could have done is just make the rotor gold colored. Mm-hmm. To sort of just go along with the case, I think that would have been a pretty good look. Yeah, but for this stands, watch in particular, it, anyway. Exactly, because yeah. you're buying a gold watch. At least give yeah. me something to look at. But yeah. it's really not a good looking movement, and I feel like a solid case back would have been would have done just fine. Yeah, here. solid gold case back, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's a cost cutting move. I don't know. Maybe, but like, maybe. I mean, in the in the new. Um, Black Bay 58s that they have released. Mm-hmm. It's all the Sapphire case back. Yeah, it's all. Um, the other the other one that I find interesting is the mm-hmm. the top. The top. Okay, before I get into the probably the most interesting one, mm-hmm. or I would say the best release that they had this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the top dial. Yep. Top is to those who don't who are unfamiliar with color. <laughs> um, it's kind of like this grayish brown type yeah. color. Um, yeah, I think that that's on the that's on the dial. The dial's top. The bezel, bezel is insert. top. So it it kind of mm-hmm. looks like a, a faded version of like a you know you don't know like those ghost dial ghost yeah. bezel yeah. mods. Yeah, it's kind of like that in a way. Sort of like that. Yeah. Um. So like the colors, I I think it's fantastic. I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um. But the and... most. Huh? And Interestingly, it comes in a silver case. That's no, that's the, a silver dial one. No, the the top dial is a silver case. No, it's not. No, there's a silver. The, no, there is a top one, and then there's a silver one, isn't it? No, the the top dial is the silver one. Is it? Yeah. No, but here's the thing. I I think I know why you're confused. If you look at the press photos, like the press photos from Tudor, yes, the dial and bezel look very light. But when you look at the actual like in-person photos, mm-hmm. it's a lot darker. I think that may be why you're confused. But no, the 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 Black Bay fifty eight nine two five is a watch that pairs a silver case with a warm top dial and bezel. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, see, have John, you seen John, the press John, John doesn't know things. Yeah. Yeah. But he has things. No, so but but this is but oh yeah. I mean, this is this is first of all like it, it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
But the silver case, so like kind of similar to how Omega had their um, proprietary bronze, bronze gold, gold. Um, mm. alloy. Yep. This is also a silver alloy because like normal silver would also patina in, in a way. Yeah, yeah, it turned like black. Yeah. But um, this they've done some alloy with this. Yeah. Which and... which um the particular mix is is secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because of course could, it is. Could have been open like the way Omega was. Yeah, but but it's no. fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But this, yeah. but this is a very very cool watch. I, I very cool. I I frankly never heard of a silver watch. Before. Exactly. Have That's you? why it's fucking cool. Like honestly, I think the last time I heard about a silver watch would have been like a silver pocket watch. Mm. Right. I, I've heard of those. Yeah, but not of a silver wristwatch. No, um, I could be wrong. There probably are other silver watches out there, especially vintage ones. But in the modern day, yeah. I can't think of a single other silver watch. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I like this. This is this is so nice. Yeah, I it's agree. Really um, incredibly nice and like. <sighs> of all the Black Bay fifty eights I've seen, I think mm-hmm. this is a very cool one. Yeah, yeah. If not the Definitely, best, yeah. the best <laughs> Black Bay Fifty Eight release. Um, yeah, yeah. So since since that's one of your favorites, I want to mention one of my favorites as well. What is your um, one of your favorites? The Hermes H 8 I'm glad you've pronounced it properly this time. Thank you. I, I've learned. You're my welcome. Lesson. So John John um, John knows some some things as well. Some things, some things. Yeah. So um, it's. The H08 is basically like a whole new line of watches mm-hmm. um, from Hermes. And they've sort of maintained their distinct style. Yeah. I think as far as the dial is concerned with the numerals and the general layout of the dial as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in 39 millimeters. It comes with either a bracelet or a rubber strap. Yeah. It has a titanium case. And... I mean, it's it's just a really good looking watch. Yeah, it is. Um, honestly, never. I I've liked a couple of Hermes watches mm-hmm. in the past, but this one takes the cake as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, I think yeah. I think for me, I, I I still like the Slim Hermes line is still my my favorite, especially okay. the um, I think is I think it's the Jewel Time. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is by far my my favorite MS watch. Right. Um, this this to me is kind of like uh, like I don't I don't want to how to say like it's almost like an MS's um, Aquanaut. But, A little bit. But I see I, what you mean. I mean, be, just because of like it's it's the squirkle and yeah. Um, <laughs> For those of you who don't know, a squircle is a square circle. And that's kind of what it looks like. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, like no, I, I do I do like how this looks. Um mm-hmm. especially the one that's on the rubber the rubber strap. Yeah, the orange yeah, rubber strap orange really rubber has strap me. is really nice. Um also in typical MS uh, fashion, mm-hmm. they it, they've come up with their own font for the the watch. Yep, the numbers so, on the dial. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
It's like a very cool font as well. Yeah, like it's it's kind of it's kind of angular, but also rounded, just like how the case is. Yep, exactly. And like if uh, like if you look if you look at the number ten, the uh-huh. the zero in ten, the squircle is there is like the case itself. Yeah, yeah. But it's, no, actually, cool. no. It's like the watch itself. And anyway, like this is also another discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's but, a nice bit of like integration, yeah. a nice detail. Yes, exactly. And I think that that is what MS does fantastically well. Obviously, being a storied fashion brand, mm-hmm. um, it's the details that they really take. Um, they really take. Well, they really they're really careful on on all the, de- the yeah, details. Yeah, like they, they paid attention to the details here. There's more effort than that and. There is speaking of details though, like there there were two interesting things that I noticed. Mm. Uh one's a good one, one's a bad one. Okay. Um the first one is the second hand. Mm. So if you look at the second hand, yeah. uh, traditionally you know you have a short hour hand, yeah. a longer minute hand, and a second hand that's either the same length as the minute hand, yeah, or slightly longer even. Yeah. Uh in the case of this Hermes though, like they have shortened the second hand. Yeah. To about the same length as the hour hand. Yeah. And they've run the these second markings on their inner dial on the same ring as the hour hand. Yeah. It doesn't look bad. No. It's an interesting touch. Yeah. And again, like interestingly, the second hand has a counterweight that is just as long as the second hand itself. And the counterweight itself is also modeled on the, the shape of the watch. Exactly. Which is a very cool detail as well. Yeah. And that's really nice. Um, but the detail that I don't like so much though mm-hmm. is the date. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. That's that's yeah. that's terrible. So it's a four thirty date. Yeah. It's here's the thing about it. It's almost hidden. Yeah, I sh- I honestly didn't notice it the first time around. But like having now like looked at multiple photos of it, I'm like, fuck, that's this is disgusting. That is that is the closest thing to a deal breaker on this watch. Yeah. For me at least. Yeah. Because so so if you haven't seen a photo of it, do go check it out. Because basically what they've done is they've put the date window at 430, mm-hmm. which is bad generally. Yes. And they have almost hidden it in the hour ring. Which I think if they actually hid it there, I think it would look fine. Yeah. Like But the thing is like it's, it's, it's half, half out. Yeah. Half of the date is in the ring and half of it is outside yeah which really just puts it in a no man's land yeah and that just looks bad yeah I, it's, it's like once, once you see you can't unsee yeah like i i think we would have to see this in person mm. but it looks like it looks like the closest thing to a deal breaker on this watch as it'll get for me yeah i agree with you unfortunately so speaking of deal breakers and ugly designs, um, I think it's time for like anyone who still has an erection, it's time to bring it down. <laughs> Cause we are gonna talk about possibly one of the worst collaborations I've seen <laughs> in a long time. And there was so much hype behind this. And then when it finally got released, my god, what a piece of shit. We are talking, of course about the Odema Piguet and Marvel collab, The Black Panther. Okay, before before we go into savaging this 
absolute monstrosity. Yes. Um, I want to take a moment to at least appreciate the level of detail that has gone into the, the Black, Black Panther, Panther um, figure that is in the watch itself. Yes. It, there, is, a... it, is, ugh, it is very, very finely sculpted. And like yes. I can't imagine the amount of work that has gone into so, producing one of these. From what I've heard, it's like a piece of white gold. Yes. That is sculpted into this design. Yes. And then engraved by hand yes. for many hours and then DLC coded. And and also also the thing is that like the amount of detail, the detail on this engraving is phenomenal. It's mind blowing. Yes. Like I, but, I, but. it's an it's an immense amount of mastery of the craft yes. for sure. Yes. But but and it's a in, enormous but. Like my god, what a fucking shit watch. Oh my god. So I, I can't imagine anyone who hasn't seen this by now, but what you've got is the Odimapige Royal Oak in the I think they call it the concept, the concept or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That, that sort of like avant-garde sort of case mm-hmm. you've got the pick uh, uh, the figurine almost of a black pan the black panda crouching yeah and right below his crotch <laughs> it's not right below his crotch it's like his dick is pretty much on his cock and balls are pretty much on that to be on yes there's a flying to be on yes where his dick would be yeah or like a, why? a nice, a nice sculpted set of balls. Why, AP? Why? Why? Just, just why? I, I, I mean, it, it's a watch that looks like it was designed because they figured, like, oh, I don't know what Marvel fans like. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll just stick a figure of this superhero on Dal. And then be done with it, and it will make it a to be on. Mm. And we'll make the design like we'll make the engraving really good and call it a day. Yeah. Did they not see what everyone else sees? <laughs> the fucking two boy on. Because <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I feel sad for the craftsmen involved. Yeah. It's like because... I've, I've spent I spent like hundreds or thousands of hours on this thing, and and it looks shit, dude. Yeah. I would if they could release like just the Black Panther thingamabob mm-hmm. as like let's say like a piece of jewelry, like let's say a lapel pin. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking cool. But yeah, but that wouldn't be on my pige. Yes. The problem is they stuck it on a fucking stupid ass looking watch. Yeah. Like and like uh, this, is, this is I like I, f- I feel almost like this is the kind of shit that like I don't know, like Romain Jerome would like produce. Except Romain Jerome would I think even put more thought into it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I mean that wouldn't, wouldn't be a put, on for for starters. For for a good reason. Yeah. Um, I would say this is one of those cases where I would say like leave the to be on out of it. Yeah. 
Like I, I feel that would actually make it better. Yeah, it would slightly, because but still not still great. still not great, but like slightly better. The colors, yeah. the colors, I can understand why it's black sure. and purple because obviously, yeah. um, that's uh, the Black Panthers. Wakanda. Um. Yeah, but like I, I don't know. An immense amount of work and detail poured into a product that looks like utter shite. And like some something that you know fans have been looking forward to for a very long time. And then this, this, is, this is like conceived like three years ago or something. Yeah. I mean, ah, oh, just just such a waste, man. Yeah. Could have been so good. Could have been so good. Could have, should have, but not. Yeah, it could have it could have been, you know, worthy of T'Challa, mm-hmm. but but it's not. It no, not even close. No, and that's unfortunate. <sighs> yeah, and on that grim note, <laughs> we've uh, left out a major brand, and it's really have we? Yeah, I, I feel like we've covered so much though. We have, but somehow, you know, because Watches and Wonders is just such a, uh, just such a, a data dump. Yeah. Um, that a lot of things, I'm pretty sure a lot of things have gone, uh, slipped through the cracks. And mm-hmm. we're probably going to ask you guys if there's anything else that you want us to cover that we haven't already. Like Patek? Um, yeah, in particular, but that's something that we've covered <laughs> so much before. I just don't feel like doing it again. Uh, but yeah, we've also left... Out something else and that's something to look forward to because we're hoping to do that with a very special guest but yeah that that i think sums up our episode i think yeah but uh we apologize again for our um tardiness i would mm-hmm. say yeah uh but you know what to do if you have complaints about that yeah hi marsh if you're still alive <laughs> listening right now <laughs> Point of seventh aneurysm this episode. Yeah. He he's basically most of his brain matter is just an aneurysm right now. Yeah. Yeah. But on that note, we're gonna end this. And thank you for being patient with us. Uh and we'll see you in next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Casey and John John Show. The Casey and John John Show may cause abdominal discomfort, flatulence, reduced sex drive, and alcohol dependence. The Casey and John John Show is approved by one out of ten doctors. Casey and John John do not take any responsibility for any side effects experienced from listening to their podcast.